جنرلی Some might take 10 seconds or quarter minute or half a minute, some one minute. So very concise, very brief, but so filled with meaning that the whole ocean has been put into let alone a teacup in a teaspoon. Very comprehensive du'as and the du'as that Nabi Kareem Salaam himself made on the various occasions the words that he used to turn to Allah Ta'ala who can ever come anywhere close to matching that or coming close to resembling that as well so the very Mubarak words of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam so when a person is going to bring these du'as alive recite them at the various occasions and consciously do this then this will develop a connection with Allah Ta'ala. This becomes a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, taqarrub ilallah, and it builds a connection with Allah Ta'ala. This, the aspect of reciting these du'as on the relevant occasions, people have achieved what we term as nisbat, this quality of ihsan, with the barakat of the regular recitation of these du'as on the relevant occasions. So they are not, just by the way, they are extremely effective in bringing this connection that we are trying to achieve. So in this time we will discuss a few of these du'as, but we should make an effort, try and acquire an authentic kitab of the collection of du'as on the relevant occasion, the Masnoon du'as, and learn one du'a, one du'a even once a week, we are learning a new du'a. And then keep building on that. And whatever we've learned, we practice it on its relevant occasion. If we have to put some reminder until such time that that has become part of our automatic uh, action, that in other words, at that moment we automatically remember it. So then we should put that reminder. So in this way, inshallah, this will become a form of also keeping up with that zikr. Remember Allah Ta'ala excessively, this is part of it also. So there are many du'as that we discussed over time in the previous years. We will revise some of them inshallah. Maybe some other du'as also might be learned. But apart from this we should try and make an effort to learn more du'as and uh, recite them at their relevant occasions. One of the du'as that was learned previously, inshallah, many who had been here previously are practicing on it also. If not, now this is, a, this is the issue to now reflect upon. It's not how much we've learned something, but to what extent it has also become part of our practice. That is the purpose. And if it was not heard before, learned before, this is the time now to learn it. Mashallah, there are many ulama ikram 
also around within us. So if we are not familiar with the dua after the program, later in the day, we go to some of them. Anyone we might be familiar with or we find out from somebody and we learn this dua from them. And maybe practice it a few times. And inshallah, these are so simple, it doesn't even take time to learn it. In any case, one of the duas that was discussed previously is the dua at the time of wudu. There are many duas that are narrated at the time of wudu to start off the wudu with bismillah. Wudu itself is a very very great ibadat. Wudu unfortunately is just also become a routine and the consciousness of ibadat at the time of wudu is often lost. Sometimes while the wudu is taking place, then there's worldly talk carrying on, which destroys the reward of the wudu. Oh, a person is just in lost in some thoughts, and he's busy with his wudu, and then the water is also being just wasted at that time, which is another very serious matter. In the Hadith Sharif, it's mentioned, even if you are ala nahrin jarin, there's a flowing river and a person is making wudu at the banks of a flowing river, obviously every bit of water that he uses, after he has washed his face, for example, the water falls, is going to go back in the river. He has washed his hands, it's going to go back into the river. But even at the bank of a river also, Nabi Karim Salaam says, if you use more water than required, that becomes Israf. That too is Israf. And Israf, in Allah la yuhibbul musrifeen. Allah Ta'ala does not love those who make Israf. So now that ibadat is lost because now that wudu was supposed to become a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. But due to the Israf, he's getting distanced away from Allah Ta'ala. So in any case, all these are things to take care of. That no Israf is made. That wudu, one is conscious about doing it correctly, reciting Bismillah, reciting the Masnoon Du'as. That is all part of making a complete wudu, a proper wudu. And that is what brings those very great rewards. Man tawadda'a fa'ahsan al-wudu'a. Nabi Islam says the one who makes wudu and makes a good wudu. He makes his wudu well. Kharajat khatayahu min jasadihi hatta takhruja min tahti azfarihi. His sins get washed off from his body to the point that even from beneath his fingernails the sins just get washed off. This primarily refers to the minor sins in Tajtanibu Kabaira Matun Hauna Anhunu Kafirankum Sayyatikum. The Kabair person must make toba from sincere toba from all the major sins. But if a person with sincere regret and remorse over whatever has happened is making wudu Inshallah that remorse becomes his tawbah. That remorse and regret at tawbatu nadamun or nadamu tawbatun that regret becomes his tawbah if it's genuine, it's sincere with that resolve not to go back to that action again. So Inshallah with that wudu everything will get washed off. So in any case this wudu when it is done well including what, what is included in doing it well is also the duas reciting the duas that Nabi Kareem Wasallam taught us. So in Nasai Sharif there is a dua mentioned. Once Nabi Karim was making wudu, one Sahabi came and he overheard him reciting one dua. Very, very concise dua. There's just three sentences in this dua. 
and this is sabit in this authentic hadith sharif this is what we should be latching ourselves onto what Nabi Kareem has taught us so to start off with Bismillah and then to recite this dua this could be recited at the time of washing every limb the dua Allahumma khfirli zambi wa wasi'li fi dari wa barikli fi rizqi now, such a simple dua all the words are also very, very easy we probably learned these words in some other place if we didn't learn it in this dua itself so it is very simple Allahumma khfirli zambi that's a dua that everybody is familiar with Allahumma khfirli zambi Allah forgive my sins now each time a person is washing a limb and he's consciously making this dua that is the the very important aspect that to the extent of the consciousness to that extent is the effect to that extent is the effect of this becoming a means of connecting oneself to Allah Ta'ala person is reciting it but he doesn't even realize what he recited his mind is somewhere he's thinking something else and so inshallah he'll still get the reward he'll get some sawab but the full benefit of it he deprived himself because now his mind was somewhere else thinking of something else to the consciousness so Allahumma khfirli zambi Allah forgive my sins now this is an ongoing thing everything we talk about forgive my sins ask for forgiveness make dua for forgiveness on all the very special occasions also we are taught about asking for forgiveness Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an the greatest personality after the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. No person set foot on earth greater than Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala an after the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. And when he asks Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam for a special dua, so the special dua Nabi sallallahu alayhi taught him at the end of the salah, Allahumma inni zalamtu nafsi ghulman kathira, wa innahu la yaghfiru dhunuba illa ant, faghfir li maghfiratan min indika warhamni. The special person, person of that caliber, asking for something special, and he's being taught the dua of asking for maghfirat. And when, at the end of salah, what quality of salah he had, we can't come one fraction close to it. And despite being such a great personality whose quality was so great, but still he's also being taught make dua for maghfirat. Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha she is also Siddiqa and she is asking for a dua if she finds Laylatul Qadr what's to be recited now, subhanallah Laylatul Qadr is the highlight of Ramadan Laylatul Qadr is not just any other night it is a night which Allah ta'ala has exhorted in the Quran Sharif what do you know what Laylatul Can You can never imagine the reality. The reality is beyond your comprehension. But except what you are just being told, that Laylatul Qadri Khairum Min Alfi Shahr. It's better than a thousand months. If a person could engage a thousand months in ibadat, this one night of ibadat is far better. How much better Allah knows. So now, Lairatul Qadr is such a special occasion and Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is asking what should I recite then? So Nabi Salaam teaches her what? 
اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عني سبحان الله same aspect of asking for maghfirat because the reality of this maghfirat will only be understood when a person now has been laid in the grave then he'll understand what's the reality of maghfirat that is maghfirat gets made what it means in the grave he'll understand the reality of maghfirat on the day of qiyamah when people will be drowning in their perspiration that if his maghfirat got made what it means now on that day and when he is granted jannah then he'll realize what maghfirat means So this is the ongoing need we have. So Nabi Salaam is teaching us, ask this in your wudu as well. So now this is such a simple dua, but for a very special occasion. Wudu, wudu is a great ibadat. Allahumma khfilli zambi. And the second aspect, wa wasi'li fi dari. Ya Allah, make my home spacious for me. Now one meaning of this is, that whatever the home is, it becomes comfortable for a person. Because if this, the heart is at peace and at ease in a small home also, then that is home. And if it is uneasy in a mansion also, then that's just a house. Because maskan, maskan a place of sukoon, that's where it's derived from. So if it gives him sukoon, then that's a home. And that sukoon comes, this is not something that things can give sukoon. Sukoon is something in the heart. If that sukoon is in the heart, then the person will enjoy the ni'mat Allah is blessed with him with, the comforts and luxuries if he has in a halal manner, he'll enjoy that as well. And if he can have all the luxuries that money can buy, but if that sukoon is missing in the heart, then all this means nothing. It will be tasteless, It will give no benefit, no, no comfort, because comfort is primarily in the heart. Say, Allah, you make my home comfortable for me. Included in this is a meaning that a person has a spacious home, meaning something that's comfortable for him, even in its size, because if it is a little bit more comfortable in its size, it will be more suitable for him. He has many children, etc. It makes life much more easier. That is included in it. Some muhaddithin have explained, وَوَسِعْلِ فِي دَارِي is actually referring to the cover. That is the real abode. After death, a person is going to be laid in that cover. If that gets expanded for him, subhanallah, his journey onward is so great for him. And Allah forbid, if that constricts on him, then everything thereafter is a big problem. So now this is also included. So there's no harm in making all these niyats. That in the mind now, all these niyats are included in it. وَسِعْلِي فِي دَارِي And then وَبَارِكْلِي فِي رِزْقِي Ya Allah grant me barakat in my rizq. When there's barakat in the rizq, then there will be qanaat in it also. Then a person will be content on it, because there's barakat in it. Then now he won't, despite sometimes having more than what maybe a couple of generations can use up, if the person is still worried about you know, earning more, still worried about where he's going to get his I say his next loaf of bread from more than few generations won't finish it off but that becomes ongoing thing that, that is actually something is now very deficient so that barakat is gone, barakat is missing if the barakat is there, there will be qanaat, there will be contentment with it a person will be, he'll be satisfied 
and he won't be constantly looking at no matter what how much comes looking at how to increase it how to try and make it more he'll continue with whatever his work is in a moderate manner whatever Allah blesses him he'll be happy with it he'll be content with it that's not his ongoing concern now how to try and make this double it and triple it so now that is part of barakat if there's barakat in it then it will get used in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased if there's barakat in it he'll be able to earn the akhirat with it as there's no barakat in it he'll get squandered in other things so if there's barakat in it, that barakat will take him forward with it. That will become a means of good. It will become a means of goodness for him, for his family. It will become a means of benefit for him, benefit for others around him. Barakat is an issue to be concerned about. How to increase the barakat. So in the great ibadat of wudu, we are being taught, make bar- dua for barakat in rizq. Barakli fi rizqi. Rizq, rizq is not confined to what we understand as what is a person's livelihood, his earnings, or his what he consumes. Risk is every need of his is part of risk. Whatever he is blessed with is part of risk. To the extent that even his, for example, his mental capacity, his capabilities, his physical abilities, all this is part of Allah Ta'ala's provision for him. He uses all this to do whatever he has to do in day-to-day life, all part of Allah Ta'ala's, the risk Allah grants him. So now to ask for barakat in risk, barikli fi rizqi. So the sahabi who overheard this dua, he mentioned to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I heard you making this dua. In the hadith, it's mentioned that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then asked him, tarakna shay'an? Do you think this has left anything out? Do you think this has left anything out from the needs of dunya and akhirat? In other words, this is so concise. Allahumma khfilli zambi, if you've gained that, you've gained entry into jannah. If you left this dunya on your makhfirat. So now that has taken care of akhirat. And wawasi'li fi dari, wabarikli fi rizqi has taken care of your dunya. So your dunya and akhirat is all included in this dua. So Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we, consci- we remain conscious at the time of wudu and make our wudu valuable, make our wudu a means of truly getting connected to Allah Ta'ala and at the time of the wudu with the simple recitation, this dua, very simple dua, but consciously reciting this dua while washing the various limbs, subhanallah, there's so much to earn out of it. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, inshallah we should try to start practicing all this from now, remind one another as well. And in this way we will benefit, others will benefit. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. We always revise a few of the wadaif, daily morning, evening wadaif that we should be practicing on. There are many, many wadaif, but at least some of these simple, very, very great virtues that are mentioned in the Sahih Hadith. So among them are the last three ayat of Suratul Hashr. Mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, the person recites "Audhu Billahi Sami'il Alim Min Shaitanir Rajim," and thereafter recites the last three ayat of Suratul Hashr. Then seventy thousand angels will make du'a for him if he recites it in the morning till the evening. And when he recites it in the evening, seventy thousand angels make du'a for him till the morning. And then further is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, "Wa ida mata fi dalikal yom mata shahidan." He passes away in the cause of that day, he'll pass away with the rank of a shaheed. And likewise at night. 
سبحان اللہ دا ڈیفیشنسی از آن آور سائڈ دیٹ وی ڈونٹ ٹیک فرام دا ٹریشرز آف اللہ تعالیٰ اللہ تعالیٰ ٹریشرز آر ان لمٹیڈ اینڈ نو ڈیکریز کمز ان ایمس سو دس از آور ڈیپریویشن اف یو ڈونٹ ٹیک ایڈوانٹیج آف دی سمپل ریسیٹیشنس اینڈ اسٹیبلش فرام صحیح احادیث دس از سو دس سو مچ ٹو ٹیک بٹ اف وی ڈونٹ ٹیک ایڈ we are to blame this is a time now to learn these things and to start practicing on it and then take it forward as well so inshallah we will decide this and we'll make a practice of it now in this time that we are here in these 10 days by reciting it i will recite inshallah if you can follow softly and uh, afterwards we continue with it allah taala give us tawfiq a'udhu billahi as-sami'il alim minash shaitanir rajeem أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم والله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة والرحمن الرحيم والله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم If anybody is not familiar with these ayat meaning doesn't know it by heart then we find out one of the hufaz around one of the ulama around then we try in this time that we are here every day look inside the Quran Sharif and recite it a few times morning, afternoon, evening, three, four times, five times each without an effort to try to actually memorize it, you'll get memorized. Just by merely repeating it, inshallah, looking inside, just get the pronunciation correct, get the tajweed right, and by merely just looking inside and reciting it a few times every day, inshallah, it'll automatically become part of our memory, and then we'll, without any difficulty, be able to recite it morning and evening. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. The other awifah that we should be practicing on at least, The Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to a Sahabi, he suddenly came, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it was a rainy night and dark night, and he went out looking for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, suddenly found him, so Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him, Qul, so he said, what should I decide? So he taught him to decide the last three surahs of the Quran Sharif, surah Ikhlas, Falak, and Nas, three times each, with Bismillah. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam told him, Yakfika min kulli shay. This will suffice for you from everything. Suffice from what? So this is the wording of the Hadith Sharif, Yaksika bin Kulli Shay. It will suffice for you from everything. The Muhaddithin explain, Mullah Riqari Rahimahullah, Mirqat explains, one meaning of this is, Yaksika bin Kulli Shar. From all evil, evil, all kinds of evil. Whether the evil of what is a very common complaint, jinn, jadu, and sihar, all these aspects, evils of other types, whatever evil. So this is one of the meanings and one of the aspects that is what has been explained. This is what is refers to. Apart from that, yaksika min kulli shay. There are other explanations as well. But this much is sufficient for us that this becomes a protection from all these kind of evils, etc. So inshallah, every morning, evening, three times each, with Bismillah, Surah Ikhlas, Surah Falak, Surah Nas. How much of time does this really take? But there's so much to gain out of it. We try so many other things. 
when there's some issue now, we are going helter-skelter. But the masnoon du'as which I established from Nabi Kareem wasallam, very often that we don't make any effort to practice on. Whereas that is the starting point. The starting point is what has been established from Sunnah. Then on a level of ilaj, something that is within the limits of Sharia, that's all in its place. But the starting point is always what has been established from Sunnah. And the barakat of that, nothing can match it. Nothing can match what has come directly from Nabi Kareem wasallam. So that is what we should be really practicing on and teaching others in our home as well. Everybody should be conscious of this and practicing on it as well. So the three quls, the last three quls with Bismillah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Qul hu Allahu ahad. Allahu samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yukullahu kufuwan ahad. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Qul hu Allahu ahad. Allahu samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yukullahu kufuwan ahad. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب من شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق من شر غاسق إذا وقب من شر النفاثات في العقد من شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق من شر غاسق إذا وقب من شر النفاثات في العقد من شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الأسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس Seven times, morning and evening, Hasbi Allahu la ilaha illahu alayhi tawakkaltu wa huwa rabbul arshil azim. Mentioned, Kafahu Allahu ma ahammahu min amrit dunya wal akhirah. Allah Ta'ala will suffice for all his concerns of dunya and akhirat. So, the yaqeen is required. What is necessary is also to refrain from the kabair, all major sins. Then a person and he's making an effort to stay away from the minor sins as well. That is the person who stays away from the major sins and makes an effort to stay away from the minor things as well. He is the one who truly attains this benefit. So the protection that comes, this is also part of the condition. This has been mentioned by many muhaddithin, Ibn Battal, Rahimahullah, etc. That these virtues, great virtues have been mentioned for many amal, but this is not without this condition. It is also this requirement that a person has refrained from major sins, Allah forbid something person fell into, he has made sincere tawbah, then all these great rewards are for him as well. Hasbi Allahu la ilaha illahu alayhi tawakkaltu wa huwa rabbul arshil azim. Hasbi Allahu la ilaha illahu alayhi tawakkaltu wa huwa rabbul arshil azim. Hasbi Allahu la ilaha illahu alayhi tawakkaltu wa huwa rabbul arshil azim. حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم 
حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا اله الا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم two things that just to be in mind one is mashallah everybody has come into the house of allah taala to connect ourselves with allah taala so in that a very important aspect is one is the adab of the masjid always be in mind we are not in our own homes we are not just anywhere else we are in the house of allah taala so the adab of the masjid must be always in mind how we conduct ourselves there shouldn't be any raised voices in the masjid is part of the signs of qiyamah wartufiatil aswatu fil masajid voices will be raised in the masjid part of the signs of qiyamah so no worldly talk in the masjid etc keeping ourselves conscious of allah taala another aspect together with this is one is the masjid and the adab of the masjid but anything to do with any musical tone musical ring this is not permissible anywhere so it becomes even more severe in the masjid so well the phones would be off but nevertheless people are using it as alarms to wake up very good no problem but if we have any musical ring tone set on our phones we have any musical alarm that should be immediately changed should make toba for the past as well so that is something not permissible and then in the masjid becomes even more of a severe matter so that by mistake somebody didn't realize it somebody wasn't aware of it whatever but we should now immediately take the steps to make sure that there is never not only while in etikaf any time anywhere there should never ever be any musical ringtone or musical alarm etc so that's one aspect number two with regards to the alarms then the alarm tone should be also set to wake us up but unfortunately sometimes the issue becomes that it does wake everybody else up but us so sometimes that also is another issue that a person now says but that is not sufficient for me though it woke everybody else up but nevertheless we try and keep it to the tone that will be sufficient for us but now sufficient was meaning to wake us up otherwise we tell somebody else to wake us up otherwise we'll wake everybody else up and remain sleeping that doesn't serve the purpose so that's also very important that especially if it's going to be at a time to mashallah somebody wants to wake up much earlier very good alhamdulillah but then somebody else will want to have a little bit of a rest so we shouldn't be disturbing their sleep then together with that disturbing there are times when some people would be now wanting to sleep for example now after fajr people have woken up early so now they want to take a rest maybe they wake up later and continue with their amal after isha somebody after the tarawih program is over someone to take a rest so somebody want to continue with ibadat by all means but in a manner that doesn't disturb anybody's sleep that too is an extremely important thing that we don't cause any taklif to anybody so while in the masjid we be conscious of this as well that nothing that we do how we conduct ourselves becomes a means of inconvenience for anybody else otherwise whatever rewards we are earning on one side that will get lost on the other side allah taala give us tawfiq subhanallah bihamdihi subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik